Welcome to the Power of Being You podcast, where we interview people who are out in the world creating change by being authentically themselves. Come along with us as we discover tips and tools that you can use to shine your brilliance even brighter. I'm Sarah Grandinetti, and I'm excited to explore the power of being you. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Power of Being You podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Grandinetti, and I'm joined today by a very special guest to talk about a very special topic, and her name is Maya Diane. Maya was on her way to become a naturopathic doctor in Israel when she became pregnant. She gave birth to her first child relocated to Canada. As a young mom with postpartum depression, she was on a constant search for a different possibility trying any spiritual modality to ease the pain and loneliness of early motherhood, motherhood. And a few years later, while pregnant with her second child, she found access consciousness and it started changing everything. Welcome Maya. Thank you. What an honor to be here. So how did you, how did you find the tools? Was it through seeking stuff for postpartum that you found these tools or was it something else? Um, it, it wasn't re- related directly. It was just like I was pregnant. It was actually for the third time that I was pregnant, but it was second child. And I was like in a black hole and, you know, kind of like what else is possible basically without knowing those words. But I was like, yeah, in that one of those dark places of like, I, first of all, I really don't want to go through what I went through with my first child again. Mm-hmm. And, sec- and second of all, I was just like already had one child and I was tired and you know, like all the things of like, I think that that was just the energy of like, I would not want it to look the same way as it was with the first child. So you never show me something. <laughs> and that's when my first first class showed up. I was like seven months pregnant, so. Wow. and. Can you talk to me a little bit about like what like the world was telling you about postpartum? Like, did you know about it as a possibility before you were pregnant um, or did it show up and after, just showed up in your world after you had given birth? Um, uh, first of all, first of all, I was never diagnosed. I was just like really, really low after like all the signs were there basically mm-hmm. I had depression beforehand so like I kind of knew what it entails I didn't know that it's something that can happen after birth but I, I don't think I was aware clearly of that as a possible thing of you know you're trying to take care of this new creature and have to take care of you in a different way at the same time um no, I was just kind of walking through all of it <laughs> as, as the best as I could with the tools that I had at the time. Yeah. So, and so, so you say you weren't diagnosed. Did you go anywhere else to try to seek assistance or help or? <sighs> it was, a, that was a, also a very different path with the first birth and the second birth that like I was in a problem all the time like she was crying all night and like we had the colic and we had the uh, like not everything there's a lot more complicated things that happens with uh, post-birth but like 
all the basic like I can't sleep she can't sleep uh, depression like um lone, like not having other suddenly you're alone with a kid and like you're kind of isolated because you're not at work you're not like there are no other moms around so like it was just like what's going on now basically and so you found the access consciousness bars anybody listening to this that doesn't know what that is um it's an energetic body process that are that's done over an hour where we hold uh, 32 different points on your head and it releases the electromagnetic waves in your head that actually create space for you to make a different choice and have different energies in your life so you you had an access bar session and then what began to change for you um it's very interesting because i i joke a lot of times people ask what happened to you after the foundation classes i was like i gave birth <laughs> that's what happens <laughs> like but um it was I took the bars class and the foundation, which is kind of the second core class after you have that first modality. Um, and that was five days of classes that after them, I wasn't really sure what's happening or what's going on. But so I didn't have that really clear moment of like life was like this and then suddenly it wasn't, but there was something super light in the class itself, like compared to other modalities that were very serious and there was a lot of problems and like there was something super light about it, which I was like, wow. And then there was also a lot of information that I was like, why didn't I have this when I was like mm. five years old? Yeah. So, <laughs> so mm. something started opening and it wasn't cognitive. Like I couldn't exactly place like this is changing in my life or you know I was also busy with getting ready for a second birth and you know all mm -hmm. the things and it was like so much smoother and I wasn't in pain and I had a beautiful pregnancy and like I had a home birth like all the things were ease joy and glory in a way which I totally didn't have with my first birth <laughs> <laughs> so now how old are your kids now uh, nine and five so raising them now this many years later with these tools, um, do you wonder how, I mean, I know I do. Do you wonder how parents do it without the tools of access oh consciousness? <laughs> Since I also had a glimpse, I had three and a half years of parenting without. <laughs> yes, I do wonder how, how, how do you do it without? Like, and I tried so many things when I was doing it without. To me, there was a very specific shift that occurred at three I know there's like terrible twos but for me when she was starting to be way more verbal at three it was more apparent like she was answering back like stuff she heard or and then I was like wow like that's what she hears from us or from her grandparents or like suddenly she's kind of more projecting what society is telling her in a way and I was like wow something has to change here and um but so I was trying like very like black and white techniques that didn't work obviously because I couldn't fit myself in those molds and um access was just so different <laughs> yeah and one of the topics we discussed about bringing on the show today was the idea of unparenting so what does unparenting mean to you well, for me, I'm not sure in which class or book or I, I used to like, after I gave birth, basically, 
what I did <laughs> for my maternity leave is listen to Voice America, Access Consciousness, Gary and Dane. Like I went to the first shows in 2013 or 14 and like went, went linearly through all the shows. And there was a lot of glimpses of like parenting information in there. And I would just pick all those things. And so I don't know where it's from, but that one of them mentioned like, what if you were the facilitators of your children basically, and not their parents. And I was like, wow, like even just that concept sounds so different. Like it immediately creates something different in your world. You're like, oh, okay. So like if I'm not their parent and I'm facilitating this being, then, then, wow, what does that change immediately just with that sentence in my relationship with them? So that was the beginning. It was kind of like this ongoing question of like, hmm, if I'm facilitating these beings, they happen to be there and we're living together and all that. So like, what, is, what, would, what would that look like? Like not referring to me even as the parent, I, sometimes I do, but like, when I'm in that question, it's like, it's um, immediately changes the energy of the conversation of the um, interaction. It, yeah, it's one of the, the, that power of the question that we have in access consciousness. It's like, even just that question, it's like, hmm, well, I had this situation with my daughter. And if I had the perspective of like, I'm doing a facilitation session or whatever with her, like, whoa, Oh, okay. That would have been totally different. <laughs> so, and when you look like out into the world, on like kind of from a, a blanketed awareness, because I know like culturally things will be different if there's one parent in the home versus two parents in the home. Um, if it's you know um, same sex parents versus you know the a homosexual relationship or a heterosexual, like there'll be all different th types of parenting based on say the family structure. But if you were to look out and speak to like, what do you, what do you wish that parents got or what you could say today that would inspire them to look from a different place? Um, that isn't this, this is how it has to be done. Or what are you aware of with, with how we think we have to parent? Uh, well, I could start with my ask that came before I had any of the tools, but I think one of my biggest requests was to not just go and say all those automatic sentences <laughs> that I heard said to me and that I hear other parents say in the park and like just this um, passing on misinformation <laughs> basically or like just you keep hearing the same sentences and like sometimes we even joke at ourselves I was like I heard my mother just coming out of my mouth and I was like not to make that like wrong and bad and horrible but like just ask to um have something way beyond that basically which is already like opening up like if i didn't have to parent the way i was parented and also like something wonderful that dr dane here and gary douglas mentioned is like if i could parent the way i wanted to be parented then what what can I choose now, basically? So that that was one of the things that were the beginning of my journey of like, uh, I don't really want to do it the way that I've seen it. And like, I know that these different books are giving me different tips, but like, it's it's really that finding what works for you and what will create beyond that automatic, like, 
uh, this is the way we do it. So this is the way they'll do it. And this is the way their, their children would do it. Like there's not, not much evolution in that. And, and the other thing was that that I actually only discovered more after access, but like the amount that I judged myself as a parent mm -hmm. was just beyond craziness. <laughs> like, and I couldn't even see it. Like it was just the, that's what you do. Like, is this right? Is this the wrong food? Is this the right treat? Is this the right carrier? Is like nonstop 24 seven you're in like, am I doing the right thing here? Am I doing the wrong thing here? And like, so, um, it gives you a lot of space and a lot of free energy to do other things when you're not doing that 24 seven, basically. <laughs> I don't know if there's another way to put it, but, <laughs> and you don't even really see it when you're in it beyond just like being exhausted all the time or maybe sad and depressed or all these things that might be partially from that machine of judgment, judgment, ju wait, wait, what am I doing? What is this right? Is this wrong? constantly <laughs> yeah that is so exhausting um <clears throat> thank you for that i i'm curious what you think about this so you know like there are people out there say you know psychiatrists and therapists and such alike um that tell us don't be your kid's best friend like don't be your kid's friend like they won't respect you um and i would just love to hear what you're aware of with that as a point of view and what you choose with those energies. Wow, that's fascinating. That immediately takes me to that place where like um, psychologists used to sit, maybe still, I don't know, but like there's this separation, like they have their private world and then like they'll never, if you meet them in a coffee shop, it's like a devastation to them or anything like that in comparison to like, I don't know, facilitators I've met in access consciousness or even other places when, when there doesn't have to be that necessary separation. It's just we're like beings who are figuring out our lives and our journeys together here. And like that openness that I saw in my teachers, facilitators, um, invited me to have that no separation, basically. That's the way I see it. Like, I think we grew up with a lot of like, what should be said, what shouldn't be said, what should we keep from our children? <laughs> like all these things that are like secrets or, and that build lies on top of them or all kinds of things that are like, when you just give up separation, <laughs> it's like, why is that required? Um, actually, my daughter told me a few, a couple of weeks ago, she was like, uh, me and my two best friends, we have a secret, but I can tell you because I tell you everything like it was so matter of fact for her. And like, they will never tell that to the other parent, for instance. And it was like, you know, of course, it was like, oh, very heartwarming. But beyond that, it was just like, what a gift that she doesn't feel that she has to hide things from me. Like, how many of us grew up with like, I have to hide things from my parents, like all the time. So how many walls does that create? And it's like, um, yeah, I don't know if it's even friendship or not friendship, but it's like, what does that create to have all these walls of separation between people, basically? Oh, I totally agree. And I, and I love when you talk about like hiding certain things 
Um, I just had a conversation with my mother the other day about my husband and I getting into an argument in front of the kids and her point of view was you hide that. And I told her, I was like, well, my point of view is that if they actually see us have a kind, healthy argument where we're not hitting below the waist at each other or saying unkind things that it shows them that you can create a resolve and it doesn't mean, it doesn't have to mean anything and it takes the significance off. Well, and that actually brings up like, cause we speak in access consciousness about how we approach them more as beings with little bodies and how much did we grow up with knowing that our parents are fighting in the other room, but that denial, which created that distortion in our awareness, basically that we now have to figure out like, oh, I was actually just aware. <laughs> so. Um, kind of that like oh maybe they don't have to go through that as well like that's also part of the automatic responses of like oh this has to go in this room and this department and then they have to figure out later in life all the lies what they were aware of what they weren't aware of like you know maybe so, saving years of therapy right. <laughs> or not one of the questions i'm going to ask you is what tools do you use because what what i know is that i have auto response systems that show up when my kids telling me something, maybe I don't want to hear, or that, um, the initial reaction in my body is that I'm upset at them or disappointed or whatever. But what I know is that if I don't actually respond that way, and I ask to open up more space that they'll keep talking. And so can you talk to me a little bit about like, if you've ever, have you read a situation where your kid is telling you something and you're like, don't respond, like don't react, you know, and what do you do to keep being you in that moment? Wow. Well, that's a great question. And, um, I think as part of having way less judgment, like, I'm, I'm willing to fuck it up. <laughs> like I'm, I've said to my kids many times, which is another thing that I really have to acknowledge access consciousness because I don't think I did that beforehand but I'm like I can just go after the situation and say like I'm so sorry like I did not respond the way that I want to respond like I can even just take responsibility for the way that I was even if it's not the way that I want to be and you know kind of either recreate the situation or tell them what I now I want to say like also have that compassion in a way to ourselves of like okay like this is not a perfection job in any like it's impossible basically um but that gift of i can be with the situation again like there's a lot of times where we make it so final and dramatic of like oh i said this so i ruined everything but then we go back to it and we're like, oh, okay, you know what? I totally screwed this up and this is really what I wanted to say. So that's like one approach, like when we don't get to, you know, be what we wanted to be in the moment. And really like, I really love that about the tools because that's again, a part of when you judge yourself less, you can see that possibility. Like if you're in judgment, you can't even see that you can just fix that, you know? Um, and in the moment, uh, I use something that we call lowering our barriers, <laughs> uh, which is just kind of a way to remind ourselves to be more present in that moment in the situation. Um, 
I ask myself four questions in access that I would not ask out loud. I'll just kind of ask in my head, what is this? What do I do with this? Can I change it? If so, how do I change it? Which um, can sound uh, weird and different, but it's basically even just a tool to slow myself down and to be in the moment. <laughs> like, even if I just say that and it doesn't change the situation or me, it already like slowed me down. Cause I'm like, okay, wait, I'm doing some action here to not be in reaction basically. So it could even be that of like, oh, uh, what can I ask here to not be like, you know, that, that nanosecond that we ask ourselves a question, we're already like um, moving towards something that's not our automatic responses in a way. Thank you for that. Yeah, the, the interesting thing that is I, our kids are so aware and they pick up on like our body cues. And so if like, <laughs> we're starting to have like heavy breathing or, you know, your face go, your face flat lines when you're telling them something, you look in shock. So um, starting to ask, like, I love those four questions. They're amazing. And um, we could also add, uh, you know, if I was truly being me here, what would I, what would I say? What would I choose? What would I do? What would I be like those kind of things? Because um, <clears throat> to your point of your daughter coming to you and saying like, Hey, I know I can tell you anything. Part of that is because you've received her because she doesn't feel judged by you because she doesn't feel like she's wrong when she's with you. So she can tell you anything. Cause a lot of the times the lies come from the fear of being judged, the fear of not being received. Um, yeah. Fear and yeah, go ahead. This is like the moment to say like, I get angry. I shout, I have asshole moments. <laughs> like, yeah. I am not a perfect person, mother, parent, yeah. like I, you know, and they see the wrath of me sometimes and it's, and I get to say like, Hey guys, you know, when it's super heavy, you know, just stay away, you know, or like I can show them with these in our home situation, how they can deal with this situation outside of the home or like to start recognizing for themselves, like this is super heavy, there must be a lie or like, you know, mom's having a moment, <laughs> like just to know that it has nothing to do with them basically and really know that as a knowing, not just a sentence that mom says, but yeah. 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 And I love how you introduced the vulnerability that a lot of parents, I know I wasn't raised by vulnerable parents who could say, hey, you know, I overreacted or, Hey, I I'm having a day where I'm an asshole today. And, you know, and, and I apologize and, you know, how can we start over? Um, that right there can change the game with parenting big time. And so, <clears throat> um, Maya on this podcast, we ask everybody, I ask everybody the same question and it is, uh, that it's called the power of being you podcast. If you were to write the show's description, what would you say is the power of being you? Uh, I guess you get, you get to play again, like you don't have to, um, like there's no end moment of like, oh, you fucked this up, this is over, like you get to start again, you get to play again, you get to like say, oh, okay, that was cute moment, now what, now what, like it gives you that ability to really get back in the game every 10 seconds. <laughs> mm, I love that. 
thank you so much for this conversation. If you guys want um, more, you can go to theadventureofbeingyou.com to find out more about our Being You Certified Facilitators. And we'll see you next week for another episode of The Power of Being You. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to The Power of Being You podcast. If this conversation has been a contribution to you, please share, subscribe, or leave a review. For more information about being you or to learn more about the amazing tools of access consciousness, you can go to www.accessconsciousness.com. How much fun can you have exploring the power that comes with truly being you?